This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced businesses to reassess, reconfigure and reinvent the way we work. With flexible work arrangements expected to become the norm, employers will be playing a more active role in managing employees' engagement and well-being. According to the latest research from the University of Sydney Business School, the majority of Australian employees would like to continue working from home post-COVID-19. The survey's co-author, Associate Professor Matthew Beck, says the impact of COVID-19 on businesses is different from past disruptions because of its long-lasting effects. So we've been working from home now for almost nine months and people are acquiring habits around working from home and working from home better. Organisations have seen that working from home is a viable option and that should see us uh, continue working from home to some degree in the future. The study found that during the pandemic, the number of remote workdays doubled for managers and almost tripled for clerical work. It also looked at the time and money that has been saved when people stopped travelling to work. We've discovered that through the, uh, the June-July part of the analysis that we've done, people in Australia had approximately saved around $4 billion in time costs and another $2 billion in monetary costs that are associated with travelling. Worrell's Solvency and Forensic Accountants employs around 200 people in 33 locations across Australia. Worrell's Melbourne partner, Ivan Glavis, says at the beginning of Melbourne's 16-week lockdown, he expected a dip in productivity, yet the opposite happened. Initially, I think the major concern for all was, and not just our business, but you know, people that we know in the industry, was the capacity to trust the employers to do the job. Are they going to do the right thing? You know, what will the technology do? How will it cope? Couldn't believe how quickly it moved to be very productive. And the reason is because staff weren't wasting time travelling, staff weren't wasting time communicating with each other unnecessarily. So their efficiency went up. Ivan Glavis says the pandemic has normalised remote work and his employees are asking for a hybrid remote office model moving forward. Staff love working from home. They like the flexibility of it. I think moving forward in the future we'll find more than likely 50% of the time will be at home, 50% of the time will be in the city office. There's no drop in productivity. In fact, there's probably a higher level of productivity and efficiency. But most importantly, staff are happy. Staff are happier than they were before. A survey conducted by one of the largest digital events and conferencing providers in Australia, Redback Connect, found that 86% of participants want their working from home arrangements to stay in place permanently. Redback Connect CEO and founder Jeff Downs says some of the results surprised him. I thought the majority of people would want to stay and work from home five days a week. But the reality is that's not the case. I would say that the largest percentage of people really wanted to work from home only two or three days a week. So the learning for me is that while people like the freedom of working from home, They want that connection of working with their peers and collaborating face-to-face as well. Jeff Downs observes that trusting your workers to self-manage their working day leads to more satisfied employees. Just the responsibility of creating their own day and the trust that's being shown in them and and being, hey, I'm working from home, but I'm also productive. So it's kind of like giving people a level of respect 
that they might not have always enjoyed, a level of trust maybe that they didn't always enjoy. So people like being accountable that way. And I think that when you give people that level of trust, they try not to disappoint you. They want to earn that trust. As a result of COVID-19, fostering a high-trust culture within a remote workplace has become one of the priorities for many businesses. Business coach at Outcomes Business Group, Cindy Drake, says it is up to business owners to adapt to the way they manage and motivate their teams. Business owners have stopped saying you need to do this, this and that. They kind of said we need these different things from you um, and probably had more of a conversation around when do you think that can happen with your time frame and your situation of what's going on. However, working from the comfort of your home can be a double-edged sword for those who have difficulties switching off and tend to prove their high output by overworking. Nazanin Majidi works as an Iranian-speaking business advisor for the New South Wales government program Business Connect. She says working from home allows her to focus. For myself, I'm even more productive when I'm at home because I don't even take breaks. So I see the amount of people I can reach when I'm at home and I work at home is a lot more than, you know, when I'm in the office and would be a lot of other distractions that exist. Worrell's Melbourne partner, Ivan Glavis, says while there are benefits from remote working, there are also hidden challenges because of the blurred line between work and personal lives. He thinks business leaders have to rise to the challenge and ensure they are doing everything to reduce the stress for employees. Humans like to be around humans. The only concern we have is trying to make sure that we keep the staff engaged. People are becoming tired. They're less inclined to take sick leave because they're at home. So how do you say I'm sick, I'm staying home when I'm at home in the first place? So there's this real change in thinking. As restrictions ease, many companies are considering the reopening of offices and other workplaces. Redback Connect's Jeff Downs says that reaching an agreement that suits the needs of an employee can alleviate unnecessary stress and help avoid burnout. Uh, it can certainly be flexibility in maybe working four days and working more hours on those four days. So four days on, three days off. Sometimes people are splitting their hours. So if they've got children at home that they want to get to school and pick up from school and that kind of thing. So they'll take an hour off in the morning, an hour off mid-afternoon, and they'll put that on later on in the evening when the kids go to bed. People have different reasons for seeking flexible work, but it's important to remember that not all tasks can be performed remotely. Often the nature of your job determines the successful negotiation of flexible work arrangements. Having clear ideas about how you can achieve your set targets under flexible work arrangements could help employers to trust you with the expectations of your role. Business coach Cindy Drake suggests visiting the Fair Work Ombudsman website if you're not sure how to negotiate flexible hours or if you're not aware of your working rights during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Their website's got some really great tools and great practical tips and advice with examples about how you can negotiate these different situations. They've kept their resources and their website up to date with some really good tools for the employee and the employer. For language support, call the National Translating and Interpreting Service at 131450. The SPS Settlement Guide feature on flexible work arrangements was prepared by Josipa Kosanovic. And for SBS, I'm Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.